Hello and welcome into Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast. If this live episode, watching it on YouTube, it's the playoff episode. The playoffs start tomorrow and we're going to break down the bracket, break down the teams. We've got a bracket challenge with a giveaway on the way and some bold predictions about the playoffs. That's all and more in Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast playoff edition. Before we get to that, we'd like to hear your thoughts on the teams in the playoffs. Who's your team? Who you picking? Put that in the comments below. Join our roster. Become Barrelheads by hitting that subscribe button right here on YouTube. Go head on over to that. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. We're back with more on Barrels and Barrels of Bourbon and Baseball podcast right after this. This is Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast with your hosts, Brandon Spinner and Michael Burns. Hello, and there it is. <laughs> Wes jamming out. Uh, oh, truth be told, Wes is the one who's playing that guitar riff in our episodes every day and every week. Now, welcome in Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast live edition. You're hearing it recorded on podcasters for Spotify uh, a day late if you're listening to this on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio podcast. But I welcome in Mike Burns, Wes Hughes. It's playoff times, baby. What's up, boys? Gets me all excited, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're excited. <laughs> uh, it don't matter what who the teams are if you're a big baseball fan this is one of the most exciting times of the year it's fantastic i'm excited for tomorrow yeah it's got a little bit of a bittersweet feel to it i think for michael and i but wes you've got the best team in baseball here so far this year and an exciting season as the braves go for a world series so fun times fun baseball stuff before we jump into the full podcast the full breakdown of the playoffs and what's going on real quick we're watching here on youtube live one viewer so far but we're hoping that that continues to jump up as we go throughout the episode and if you haven't already subscribed hit the subscribe button we're up to 835 and if we get to a thousand we may have something up our sleeve that's up 50 from last week we put out exclusive content like our power rankings episode which dropped earlier this morning so go check that out on our youtube channel that is at barrels and barrels pod you can find us the same handle on instagram facebook and tiktok we just blew up on instagram with that bryce harper reel the other day so we're just about to 2000 instagram followers on x which used to be twitter Barrels, the letter N, Barrels. And you can find us, as I mentioned at the top of this, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Google, as well as Amazon Podcasts. And get, head on over there, rate us and review us. If you give us a rating, we're at 20 out of 25 star reviews on Apple, 14 out of 14 on Spotify. But if you leave us a review, a handwritten note, we will read it on air and let you know. Uh, we'll react to it live. Uh, Good or it, bad. We, we, right. we, will, we will read the trash and we will accept it. our, our faith there. Right. It, it's fun. Let's go. Yeah. So whatever it is, leave it and tell us what you think. We're doing great. What you don't like about our podcast. We've already read about 10 or 12 of those uh, on air before. Before we get anywhere, we do have merch. We've got t-shirts, which I'm wearing. I'm not going to lie. It's the comfiest shirt I own. And I'm not just saying that because it's got a logo on it. Uh, anybody who's worn it has told me this is the comfiest shirt in the world. And you can get that from our friends over at charliemikeneverweekend.com. So head on over to their website. That is Charlie Mike Never Weekend. And it should be the top shirt that pops up right there on their website. So go check them For out. For good reasons. 
Yeah, for good reasons. They're bestseller. That's why. You got to put it at the top. As far as our glassware, Michael's using that as he's drinking tonight. We've also got hats. Uh, you can head on over to our Instagram page. Linktree bio has the link to that. You can buy that. Uh, I believe it's $35 for a hat and $20 for one of those drinkware glasses, whether that's a uh, two-with. I think that's what you're drinking out of, right? And then yes, uh, we have a Barrels and Barrels Glencairn. I think we're down to one wisdom, maybe two. So go check that out through the link tree in our bio. So as we jump right into it, where you do have a bourbon exclusive channel, if you want to check us out there, it's just got bourbon talk on it. No baseball, but if you're a huge bourbon fan, go check that out. It's new, uh, but only in a month. We've already had 70 subscribers. BNB Bourbon, again, at BNB Bourbon. So we've done all the, uh, the housework, housekeeping, housekeeping. The housekeeping. <laughs> Now let's jump into it. Baseball talk. It is playoff season, as we mentioned. Exciting time. The best time of the year. But like I always consider it bittersweet. If your team's not in it, it's like, oh, my season's over. But this is like the best that it gets. So let's go. Yeah, this is where you, the, the players are digging out every ground ball. Every, every at-bat, every pitch matters, which it does. Is I wish some teams, you know. It does during the regular season. Like if you your team lost by one game, you can easily look back in the regular season and see. Remember that one game we kind of just let it go. That yeah, actually matters. Two losses to the Braves on Tuesday and Wednesday in the final week of the season. But I digress. Drop hot fly. Hello, <laughs> uh, fly two thousand ten. Adrian and some Michael Burns has left a YouTube comment. So uh, hello, thank you for joining us. Uh, welcome to the crew uh, and Wes. Your team was the best team in baseball. How do you feel as a Braves fan going in to the playoffs? I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. Not as confident as I should be. Uh, obviously, the offense is pretty historic. We tied the home run record at 307 with uh, Ozuna from the Braves hitting a Ozuna from two, the Braves a two dinger last yesterday. I hear um, he likes but, to hit things pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, and. <laughs> Peppas, uh, namely, yeah, really loud driving down Atlanta. Anyways, so I just man, our bullpen scares me um, to the point where I actually looked this up. I looked up the stats last fourteen days. We have a five eight one. I'm sorry, a five two seven ERA in the last fourteen days. The Braves bullpen. That's scary, man. In in playoff time, especially in today's like offensive world where pitchers aren't going seven, eight innings in the playoffs anymore. Like that's just not happening. Uh, you, mm -hmm. You're getting five, maybe six innings out of your guys. I could see maybe Freed going that long, um, but he's been injured. You know, maybe Strider. But if he's striking out a lot, um, I don't see him going eight, nine innings. Um, so yeah. your bullpen has to pitch in the playoffs, especially in a seven game series where you're getting to see the same guys over and over again for you know five days, six days, man, uh, that, that's kind of scary. Uh, you know, my, my hope is that the offense will continue to do what it has done all year and just carry us through those times when the bullpen kind of struggles. So that's what I'm hoping for. Um, I, I would say we have probably one of, if not the weakest bullpen in the playoffs right now. Yeah, and Joseph Campbell, uh, avid Braves fan. You find him on Twitter, Jay Campbell, or not Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, big guy on the uh, the old Instagram from the Bourbon Thieves. We chat every Thursday, usually in a Bourbon Thieves chat. He's a huge Braves fan down in uh, Southern Alabama. Uh, he says the bullpen and the rotation both scare him. So 
Uh, banged up rotation. He had Charlie Morton right with the uh, the injury there. Leave Freed had a blister towards the end of the season. Obviously, a blister not as worrisome as actual muscular injuries or rot- like rotator cuff or anything like that. But yeah, the Braves. I kind of say faltered down the stretch uh, as we got to. They didn't have as much to play for, right? Like they kind of had the whole season locked up by the early parts of September. But as you mentioned. Let's talk about the final standings real quick. For those of you who don't know, uh, Baltimore finished best in the AL, and we already talked about the Atlanta Braves, 104-58 and 58 in the NL. In the AL, it goes Baltimore, Houston, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Texas, and Toronto. Those are your seedings uh, as they are 101-61. and 61. Houston, the second-best seed at 70 and, or 90-72. and 72. How bad is it for the Tampa Bay Rays? They went 99-73, and 73 and they're the fourth seed. Yeah, I don't. Man, I'm so amazed by what they did this year. Um, obviously, the Rays are always going to ray. They're always the team. You never really expect much. They're going to tinker with everything. But if you look at the list of injuries they had this year, it's astounding. I, I mean, Glass now didn't start the first two months of the season. He was coming back from Tommy John. Um, Shane McClanahan had Tommy John. Springs had Tommy John. Rasmussen had Tommy John. Um, I mean, man, their injuries, Wanda Franco, you know, that whole scenario, what they've accomplished this year. I mean, you got to tip your cap. Yeah. Yeah. You wonder what the manager, the the manager to just keep, keep those guys pushing through all the adversity. You know, one guy, one big guy goes down and the managers to keep that clubhouse rallying around each other. I, 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 who is their manager? Do you guys know who Kevin Cash? Kevin Cash. Cash? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he, uh, he's got Good. He was the same guy that pulled Snell out of the game. Game uh, seven, wasn't it? Game seven, yeah, when he was absolutely dealing against the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, before we get any further, I forgot to mention, this episode is brought to you by Whiskey Towers. Head on over to WhiskeyTowers.com. Use promo code WHISKEYWEATHER, all caps. That'll get you 10% off your tower or anything you buy on their website, frankly, whether that is a whiskey tower, which Michael likes to call a beer tap for your bourbon, or they've got different type of handles. They've got different type of just barware that you can check out as well. 10% off your order on whiskeytowers.com. Just use that promo code scrolling there at the bottom of your screen. Whiskey weather. So let's jump right back into the playoff talk. Tampa at 99-73. Texas Rangers finish with a tie with Houston. But because of the tiebreaker, their 90-72 and record drops them all the way down to 5th. And then the Toronto Blue Jays, who kind of scuffled in the last week of the season, only going two and four, uh, 89 and 73. That locks up the sixth seed. On the NL side, Atlanta Braves 104 and 58. Dodgers 162, a quiet 162, I'd say. I think the Braves kind of like just took the NL that the Dodgers kind of got overshadowed through most of the year. They did have the best record in all of baseball in the second half. Number three, the Milwaukee Brewers. Number four, the Philadelphia Phillies. And then five and six go Miami Marlins at 84 and 77, not 162. They would have won game 162 yesterday, most likely anyways. But Arizona, 84 and 78. They had the tiebreaker over the Diamondbacks, so that game 162 didn't really matter. Uh the NL, I think, is the weaker of the bunch regarding teams, right? You look, the two worst teams in the entire playoffs come 84 and 77 from Miami, 84 and 78 from Arizona. Is that the league that you think is the easiest to win? Or obviously, we're in the playoffs. Winning baseball in the playoffs is hard, but would you rather be an NL team or would you rather be an AL team right now? I think I'd rather be an AL team. I think the NL is full of the two powerhouses. 
and they're on either side of the NL bracket. They should meet in the NLCS, where I think the AL kind of has some piece podge together teams a little bit. They're not all put together like the NL has two powerhouses a little bit. Um, I say I say that about Baltimore winning 101 games. <laughs> um, I their 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 rotation and bullpen just keep defying odds as well as Tampa Bay's rotation like Wes went off about. Um, but what do you think, Wes? AL, NL? I think that's tough, but I think I probably agree with Burns as far as the Braves and the Dodgers. Two powerhouse teams that have both been there and both won a World Series in the, you know, the past few years. Obviously, you got Houston on the other side, um, but if you look at the other teams in the AL, it's riddled with a lot of teams that don't have much playoff experience in the last few years. Baltimore hasn't been there, you know, in a while uh rays have been there but they're injury riddled um somehow they just keep winning uh, you know hey whatever uh rangers and minnesota and toronto you know they just don't have much playoff experience on their rosters so um i, w- I would say with the phillies braves dodgers and even milwaukee you know they've all those four teams have all been in the playoffs consistently the last few years um so more experience on the nl side and i think more ceiling on the nl side um than you would have on the al side and I think I'm going to agree as well. I think the top heaviness in the NL is just so much stronger, right? Like you've got the two best teams in baseball in the second half between the Braves and the Dodgers. And then Milwaukee has been chugging their 20 games above 500 at the deadline. I don't think that they were that much past 500. I think they were what three or four games ahead of the Cubs and the Cubs were like 61 and 60 at the time. So uh, they really sh- uh, shut things down or shut other teams down in the second half, especially late August and into September. And then Philly, I mean, the reigning NL champs last year, right? And they brought a lot of that team back and upgraded it. So I think, like you said, they were overshadowed by the big Atlanta powerhouse. Um, they they were 90 and 72. I mean, that's th- that... 14 games back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> So uh, they're definitely a good team. Yeah. uh, If you make the playoffs, most likely you're a good team. Obviously, Major League Baseball changed things. It used to be only 10 teams with that uh, one-game wild card. Now it is six teams, and we've got a little more extra playoff baseball. It's a best-of-three series as we move on uh, into the the first round of the playoffs. Before we jump into that, I I have it written down on our agenda, but I want to flip-flop something. Let's go with our bold playoff predictions right off the top because some of them may impact what our brackets are actually going to look like. And I didn't want to kind of spoiler spoil. Yeah. Spoil the, uh, the bold prediction. So I'm going to go with my first bold prediction and it's not going to make Wes happy. And oh, it's no. that the Atlanta Braves will not win the world series this year. That is my bold prediction. Right. I may not, not, may oh, that's not. All. sorry uh i'm just going with the fact that in the last 35 seasons dating back to 1986 only seven teams that had the best record in the season and i'm not including the 2020 dodgers because that season and that series was all wackadoodle and just way crazy it don't count it doesn't count right so and even in 1994, there wasn't a World Series because of the strike. So out of the last 35 seasons of 162 games, only seven of the last 35 teams that had the best record actually went on to win the World Series. And really, it was two franchises who held that 
and that was the Yankees and the Red Sox. The Cubs did it in 2016 and the New York Mets in 1986, but really the only other teams who have done it were the Yankees and Red Sox multiple times. I, as you mentioned, the team faltered down the stretch. Their pitching is not where it was early in the season, and really that's their weakness. And I think pitching is what wins you championships when it comes to the postseason. Pitching and home runs, they've got the home runs, but I don't know if their pitching is going to be able to do it. So that's my bold prediction is the Atlanta I mean, Braves will not win the World Series. <laughs> it's it's pretty bold because ESPN's playoff preview article had different sections of what makes this team great, what's going to make them advance to the World Series, and what makes them be able to beat the Braves. Each team preview <laughs> had that section of how can they beat the Braves. So, I mean, mm -hmm. for the Braves to not, to not win at all there, it, it's pretty bold. Yeah, and if you were to look at Fangraph's playoff odds and their percentages, the Braves have a 26.1% chance of winning the World Series. That is better than one in four. There are 12 teams in this playoffs. <laughs> they have a better than 20, 25% chance of winning the World Series. So that's my bold prediction. Michael. So my bold prediction here is that every, every single wild card series will be a sweep. There won't, be any, there won't be any game three. Every single wild card series, Blue Jays, Twins, Texas Rays, Arizona, Milwaukee, and Miami, Philly, will be one-sided. There won't be any game three. That's a good one. Last year we had what Cleveland beat Tampa in a sweep, but the Seattle and Houston did, was that a sweep as well? Yeah, I think so. It was. Uh, Seattle was so close every game. Yep. And then oh, actually Seattle was, uh, that was the next round. That was the ALDS. Uh, so who did Seattle beat last year in the, the first round of the playoffs? I'm trying to remember, was it the, uh, Cle uh Cleveland beat Tampa, um, the Yankees, was it Seattle beat the Yankees, didn't they? I think they swept the uh they beat the Yankees yeah, in three games. It was I had uh, the Yankees beating them and then the Yankees mm -hmm. winning the next round too. Yeah. So uh, it makes sense. So that went three games and then on the NL side, the Phillies, I think, swept St. Louis out of the playoffs. And uh I can't remember who the Brewers played in the first round last year. Um, but I don't think that they won either. Oh, the Padres. Um yeah, the Padres. So, uh, Brewers didn't even make the playoffs last year. Duh, Brandon. Uh, whatever. Uh, but moving on. So that's a good. That's a bold prediction. So we're only going to have baseball on Tuesday and Wednesday this week. That's as, as Seattle far as beat Toronto. Oh, that's cool. who it was. The Yankees. Yeah, so Seattle were... beat Toronto. Then they lost to Houston. Uh, Cleveland swept Tampa, and then New York beat Cleveland. That's who it was. Yeah, and then Houston beat. Yeah, Yankees yeah. to go to the World Series. That's what it right. was. Yep. Anyways, sorry to derail. Let's keep growing. No, there. thanks. Thanks for the uh, the update and the like fact checking. <laughs> uh, and thank you to the six of you joining us this evening. Uh, send us a comment. Let us know what you think about our bold predictions in the comment section below. Uh, we'll pop up your comment if you put it in there. If you don't want to put it in there, just say don't put my comment on the screen. But uh, bold predictions, Wes, what you got? So mine is kind of similar to yours, but uh, I just, it was kind of blasphemous. I couldn't pick the Atlanta Braves to not go to the World Series. So <laughs> uh, my bold prediction is that the Dodgers and Astros will not move out of the championship series. So they're, they're losing their first series. Moving, not move out of the series. Moving into the championship. DS. Yeah. So they're not going to the championship series. The Dodgers and Astros are going to get put out. 
to pasture. That's a that's a bold one. Two of the best teams in the last six, seven years, right? They, one of the most playoff experienced teams. Yeah, the Houston Astros have been what in the World Series like every seven year for years like in a row. every year. Yeah, for like five years in a row, and then the Dodgers went in twenty twenty. Uh, and then in 2018, I believe, is who they lost to the Red Sox. And then in 2017, they lost. So, yeah, one of the most storied franchises here over the last couple. And they're not even going to make it to the championship <laughs> series. That, that is a bold one. That is a bold one. Uh, may not be so bold. A team from the NL East will be in the NLCS, says Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, being that, that entire side of the bracket, <laughs> there are three teams in the NL East. It is the NL East side of the bracket, and that is the wild card round of the Phillies in Miami, and then the winner heads to the Braves. Very bold, Joe. Is, Very that bold. That is pretty interesting how the whole one side of the bracket is all is NL all East teams. teams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the one seed, the four seed, and the five seed. Um, and what's crazy is the Phillies still had a five-and-a-half game lead over Miami for the next best seed. That's just how good that AL East was, and really the NL East was as well, because both were the two uh, who had teams, three teams in the playoffs, the AL East and the NL East. I have another bold prediction. It may not be terribly bold, but I think it's quite bold, being how their history has been as of re recent history. The Minnesota Twins will not only win a game, they will win a playoff series. <gasps> For the first time since 2002, they've lost 18 straight playoff games, not just series, 18 straight playoff games, going all the way back, I believe, to what, 2002? Four versus the Yankees when they won the first game and then got swept away through the rest of that series. But their last playoff series victory was against the 2002 Moneyball Oakland A's. So that's how long it's been since they last won a playoff series. I think that they win a playoff series and they could potentially win two. I got a, a sneak preview. I will say that I filled out two brackets. One prior to the Woodruff like the news NCAA. and one... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> one of them's here. gonna one of them's gonna go. <laughs> In one of those brackets, I did pick Minnesota to win two series. Wow, there's a <laughs> teaser. There's a teaser. Michael, do you have another bold playoff prediction? Um, no, but I wanted to pose a question to you guys a little bit of who is your biggest surprise not to make the playoffs? Not to make the playoffs. Easy for me is probably Padres. the San Diego Padres. Yeah. Padres. Yeah. Right. And you know, they they actually ended up pretty close. Closer yeah. than we, anybody would have expected. 82 and 80. The Padres had the best record in the month of September. Uh, they only finished two games behind the Diamondbacks. And on top of all of that, they were what, two and 12 in extra inning games? Had they won three of those 12 losses, they'd be in as the number six seed right now. If only Josh Hader would pitch some four-out saves, <laughs> they'd be in it. <laughs> oh, man. I still want Josh Hader in the offseason. <laughs> Absolutely. What a letdown. Yeah. What a letdown. Well, it's mm -hmm. the amount of money they put into that team. Yeah. I saw a, a statistic, though, that like they were one, or, one, two, or three in like most major categories in all of baseball this year. And they still didn't make the playoffs just because of that. I mean, their one run record and their playoff, uh, not playoff, their extra inning record was so garbage that you didn't win the close games. Um, do you have another bold prediction, Wes, or 
was that yours? No, no, I, I do have another one. Um, and I, I'm going to have to do a little more research on this because I tried to look it up today. Um, took about an hour, hour and a half to try and research this and I couldn't find it. But my bold prediction is that in this offensive environment, we're going to score. We're going to see more runs scored in this playoff than any other playoff in the last 20 years. Ooh, all right. I, I like, like it. it. With all the stolen bases, singles turning into doubles. Yeah, oh, and yeah. The, the pitch clock probably creating some issues, I bet you, in the playoffs. This is going to be the first postseason with the pitch clock uh, where we're talking – uh, expectations of maybe pitch clock yeah. violations. No shift. Yeah, no, no shift. shift. Means Kyle Schwarber might actually hit a single. <laughs> Doubtful. We saw that didn't happen this season. Forty-seven home runs. I don't know how many singles he had this year, but I know at one point he was still hitting more home runs than singles so far this season. I do have one more bold prediction, and it is about those Philadelphia Phillies, and it is that the Philadelphia Phillies will be back in the World Series this year. Oh, gut punch, Wes. God, that's, gut punch. That's, well, well, the first two one. For two. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one should have been the biggest gut punch, and then you had to know that most likely something was going to happen with that bracket. But that's a sneak peek into my bracket, as uh, Wes put it out there. And our bracket challenge um, is going to happen again this year. Last year we did it. Uh, we're going to be doing a giveaway. So go download this bracket. I'm going to pop it up on your screen for you. It is in the link tree bio. Uh, so head on over, go download that. And what you have to do is fill this out. You're having to put a tiebreaker as well for the total amount of runs scored in the World Series. And that will be the tiebreaker uh, for if for some reason we end up with a tie in the World Series at the end. But how it works is you get one point for every wildcard series winner you predict. You get two points for every ALDS and NLDS winner you predict. You get four points if you can correctly predict an ALCS or an LCS winner. And if you get the World Series winner correct, that is seven points, uh, similar to how an NCAA bracket is run. So again, that tiebreaker is however many runs you think will be combined in the World Series. For perspective, I believe there were 40 runs scored last year in the World Series in the six games between the Astros and the Phillies. So there's again that the over. bracket. <laughs> yeah, I'm the taking over. the over. Uh, so head on over to our Linktree bio. That is in our Instagram. Uh, also, in order to be eligible to win, you have to be subscribed to our podcast. So if you haven't done that already, uh, yeah, Joseph, oof, on the, <laughs> uh, on the old, uh, <laughs> and, uh, the, the Phillies. So head on over to our Instagram page, as I mentioned. Go download that. And then email it to us. And you'll email that to us uh, and send that to barrelsandbarrels at gmail.com. Everything is scrolling right there at the bottom of your screen. You just must be subscribing to one of our YouTube channels in order to be eligible. If you want to subscribe to both, subscribe to both. We'd love that, uh, especially if you are a huge bourbon fan. Uh, so let's jump right into the bourbon. Or not the bourbon. I haven't had any today. I I'm wish. Not having, I wish. Uh, let's jump right into the bracket challenge and the bracket challenge predictions so how do we want to do this do we want to go every series series by series let's do that let's go series by series all righty so wes let's start with you minnesota and toronto i think you kind of already gave your hint away on that but But which bracket this guy going with (laughs) yeah we gotta get we gotta pick one (laughs) bracket (laughs) all right so i do I, i filled out a bracket prior to the woodruff news and then i filled one out after the woodruff news okay because 
Milwaukee without Brandon Woodruff, uh, it's kind of tough. That's tough for me. Um, sure, on Corbin Burns, and you saw their Arizona start off fat. Anyways, we'll skip back over to uh, to Minnesota and Toronto. So I went with Minnesota here for a few reasons. One, playoff baseball is typically about the team that gets hot at the right time. And the Minnesota Twins are the second hottest team right now behind us, <clears throat> Philadelphia Phillies, unfortunately. <laughs> but Minnesota not only is scoring, I mean, they're, they've scored over the last 14 days, they've scored the second most runs behind the Braves, right? On top of that, their bullpen's kind of, they're fourth in ERA, and their starters are kind of middle of the pack as far as ERA. But they're getting hot at the right time. On top of that, Toronto is four and six in their last 10 games. Like you said, Brandon, earlier, they're scuffling down the stretch. So I'm right there with you as far as Minnesota um, kind of getting over the hump and winning a series. Moving on. Michael Burns? Yeah, I've got the Minnesota, Minnesota Twins as well. Toronto does have an ace type pitcher in Kevin Gosman. Some of these teams in the playoffs don't have an ace. The Blue Jays do have that in Gosman, but I think the, the Minnesota Twins are deeper at that. Um, you only need two starters, two wins. And if the Twins are able to just pull some of their best pitchers and pitch the best pitchers during the games, uh, Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Pablo Lopez, so th- at least a three-headed monster. I think there's a fourth there, right? Uh, Obear, um, right? Yeah, Obear. Yeah, sneaky, Obair. sneaky guy in the second half there. But for all the reasons Wes said, they were the had the second most runs scored in, the, in in the second half, and they were the hottest, one of the hottest teams in the month of September. You know who their fifth starter is? Kent Maeda. Uh, yeah, Kent Maeda. <laughs> it's been a long time since I heard that that name in a while. But also, they were relying on Dallas Keuchel at some point earlier in the season as well. He's on yeah. the injured list, but uh, and I think he pitched fairly well when he was in the Twins rotation. I am also going with the Twins. You already heard that in my bold prediction, uh, but you already touched on it. Was the Twins scored more runs than anybody in the month of September, and it wasn't even really close. I think they beat the twin uh the the Braves by like 10 runs or so the third most was the Chicago Cubs um so <laughs> <laughs> the Minnesota Twins they're scoring runs I go back to August 1st kind of like if you're looking at crunch time right the last two months of the season I would consider crunch time they have the eighth best ERA it's actually tied with Toronto but uh, I mean that Twins rotation with Pablo and Sonny Gray, who are up there as top 10 pitchers in baseball for most of the year this year. I'm leaning on that Twins team. Uh, They're at home, uh, target field. It's going to be rocking, I think, because Minnesota has not been in the best playoff situation over the last several years that I think that 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 fan base is going to come out. And also that offense, like we've just touched on and talked about. It's been one of the hottest. And as you mentioned, the hot teams generally are the teams that win going into the playoffs. I'll say this too. If Royce Lewis is able to come back from the hamstring. I was just about to say, yep. Oh man, their lineup actually looks kind of scary. And there people are gonna learn if if you guys um if you're watching this and you don't know the name Edouard Julien, mm-hmm. this kid can hit, man. Uh he can hit. Royce Lewis is apparently Babe Ruth when he's healthy. I mean, the guy hit three grand slams, I think, in four days. Four. 
four in the span of eight days in eight, in eight yeah. games. Yeah. He's got like five yeah. in his career in like, what, 80 games total, I think yeah. you saw? Yeah. Their lineup's getting hot at the right time, guys. And that is typically bodes well for playoff baseball. Right. Yeah. So, so on that note, both the Twins and the Marlins are in the playoffs. They had a huge trade in the offseason. I think they both yeah. won the trade. Luis. That's one of those rare trades that works out for both sides, right? Yeah, it uh, it really helped <laughs> Auburn. <laughs> Sorry, Joe is a huge <laughs> Auburn fan, so war damn eagle, baby. <laughs> uh, Joe, don't look at my background. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So let's go to the next round um, in that uh, AL. That is the Ta- Texas Rangers traveling to the Tampa Bay Rays. Are you going to any of the games? That's the first question, Wes. Oh, I will find a way. Yeah, yeah. I'll right. find a way over over to the stadium across. The I might bridge. have to. I might have to take a helicopter over there, but we'll find a way to get in the stadium <laughs> by the third inning. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot to do this. So my first round, the Twins win their series. Okay. There Wes, Rangers nice. or Rays? Yeah, I got the Rays in this one. Um, if the Rangers had Jacob DeGrom, had Scherzer. Um, I might feel differently uh, about this. I don't necessarily feel... Yeah. <laughs> well, who knows? You know. <laughs> they were planning on having him. But, man, I, I just... Every time somebody else for the Rays gets hurt, they bring up somebody else, like a junior Caminero, and you find out how good he is, and then they suddenly start winning games. It, I don't... I just don't know how to explain it other than the fact that they just have some type of camaraderie where in that clubhouse, they go in every day and they're going to win. They don't care if it's if a kid's 17, 24, 35, if he's an all-star, if he's a rookie, it doesn't matter. They just win. So uh, I got to I got to go raise here. Michael Burns. Yeah, I, I really like the Texas Rangers offense. I like what. Um, Evan Carter's been doing to to really get a pep in the Rangers offense step a little bit. Adolis Garcia is making the Cardinals cry over giving giving him away to the Texas Rangers, um, but they don't have the pitching. Jordan Montgomery can't do this whole thing. Aroldis Chapman can't secure a big inning. Um, I just. <laughs> I just like what the Tampa Rays, Tampa Bay Rays have been doing all year. They started hot. They went through adversity through the second half. They just continued to de- de- defy all the odds that Brandon kept thinking that they were just going to continue to fall, fall, fall. Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. Michael Burns was one of the ones who also said the same thing. I said Brandon and I. Oh, I, th- I thought you just said, I said Brandon. I, said Brandon, I didn't hear the I. I. Brandon, I said Brandon and I, they kept defying all the odds, everything that we threw at him. Um, I got the yes. Tampa Bay Rays moving on. Uh, just popped up a comment on the screen. Brandon pulling a Lee Corso. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, so you have the Rays moving on. Um, here is my Texas Rangers hat. The Texas Rangers have one of the best offenses in baseball. Uh, they've been a great team pretty much since the start of the year. They had, though, uh, Heckle and Jide, second half, right? They were. Right. This was the most roller coaster team 
I think I've seen, right? They'd win seven in a row, then they'd lose eight in a row. Then they'd win six in a row and sweep a playoff team, and then they'd get swept by a playoff team. But the Texas Rangers have one of the best offenses in baseball. However, I'm going with the Tampa Bay Rays to move on. <laughs> I would put this on, but I would mess up with the mic. But uh, you're, you'll like this one. Evan Longoria, number three Longo. jersey. Uh, so the Tampa Rays, moving on for me. Um, they continue to defy the odds on everything. They've got a tight-knit team. Yandy Diaz having a great year. Paredes, didn't he hit 30 bombs this year? Ridiculous. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Who is this guy? <laughs> former Cubs prospect, just saying. Uh, <clears throat> traded for, uh, who was it? Uh, I think that was the Alex Avila trade. Maybe the... Uh, Rangers reliance streak streaking is bad form in the playoffs. That's correct. D E. Uh, so, um, as we're moving forward, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Rays. 99 wins hard to go against that in one of the best divisions, if not the best division in baseball. Yeah. Do you think the Rangers, how, how bad are they wishing they would have won one more game and gotten that round by from the Houston Astros? Oh yeah. They totally oh, man. huge, huge. So, they went from to the powerhouse side of that bracket with a raise in Baltimore, I think is, is the powerhouse side. Yeah. They, uh, they would have the, the winner of what would have been the Minnesota and blue Jays series. Had they just won one more game, uh, right. <laughs> definitely disappointing for them, especially with how good they were. I think they started out 32 and 18, which was like the best record in franchise history tied for the best 50 game start just in the pitching. I mean, they've had one of the worst bullpens in baseball in the month of September. I think it was the worst. They have the sixth worst ERA in September. Their ERA was 5.17. That is six. Oh, don't look at who was the third worst. Uh, that's the Atlanta um, Braves. I already, I already did. <laughs> I already did. <laughs> but that's just as a rotation all around. If you look at it, when it comes to the relief pitching, they also had the six worst, which was a 5.08 ERA. So uh, just abysmal when it came time to be the team that needed to be winning games. They swept, uh, who was it? They swept Seattle the weekend before, and then they almost got swept in Seattle. Um, so too inconsistent for me, and that Tampa Bay Rays team just continues to be consistent, and that's what I'm going with. Yep, absolutely. So, so we have all picked the same teams. You know what that normally means? Yeah, it's kind of It's not. It's uh, definitely not happening. <laughs> yes. Let's move into the NL side. The three seed Milwaukee Brewers will be hosting the Arizona Diamondbacks at American Family Field, which is actually Miller Park, but nobody really cares. Uh, the Brewers, uh, as you mentioned, got a pitching injury. Really, both teams. The the question mark will be pitching as of this morning when I was looking at the the matchups. Now it does look like they have slated Zach Gallen for game two. So um, he will be pitching, but the Brewers still have TBA or TBD. Um, wh what is, what does that do to your bracket? Yeah, most likely, but. If West it goes down to a game three, it's, it's crap against crap. Arizona does not have a number three. Well, well, Merrill Kelly is Merrill Kelly is slated for number three right now. Okay, so I if it came down to a game three, if, if it came down to a game three, I mm -hmm. would like Arizona in that in that spot. Um, yeah. but I don't know that it does get there. Um, I think Milwaukee will will shut them down the first two games. I really, really, really want to pick Arizona. 
but like someone just streaking is bad for the form of the playoffs. Arizona is on a losing kind of streakiness right now. If they were hot right now, I'd be picking Arizona over Milwaukee right mm-hmm. now with Corbin Carroll. Alec Thomas is, was running all over the place. Tommy Pham was hot. Luis Goriel was doing well. But they're just not hot right now. And Milwaukee has just not even just the, the two of Burns and Peralta on top of Woodruff if he, was, if he was healthy. But Devin Williams, the dude throws his change up 50% of the time. And batters are batting under 100 against his changeup. 0.098 against his changeup. Yeah. The bullpen is 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 doing fantastic too. So the the Brewers have starting pitching and a bullpen, and they've got fantastic defense on, on behind them. Yeah, I got. I'm gonna add one more name to that bullpen, Burns. Uh, if you haven't seen Abner Uribe pitch, you need to watch him. The if rookie, into, yeah, the rookie. So if you go into Fangraphs Stuff Plus, and Enos tweets about this all the time. His slider, Uribe's slider, grades out at a 191. The second best, that's number one across the board. The second best is Jacob DeGrom at 172. That's Dang. sick. He also, also throws 100. So, And then they've got Joel Piamps, right? Piamps? Yeah, Piamps. Yeah, yeah who, 255 ERA in 70 innings uh, with a 105 whip in 77 Ks. So that, that bullpen is going to be one of those that if you get to it with the lead, you're almost locking in the W uh, most likely. Now, my, my question would be who would be that third starter because Woodruff's most likely to miss that first series. I do like Wade Miley as uh, an option for the Brewers. Um, if healthy, he's a veteran who's been there. He's done that. He'd be going against his former team. I think he came up with Arizona, didn't he? Um, I know he pitched with Who's Arizona. Who's that, Wade Miley? Yeah. He pitched for Arizona. I know he pitched for Boston, Cubs, Brewers, Reds. He's been all over the place. Uh, he's yeah. a seasoned veteran who's going to give you a, a chance to win day in and day out. So I, I wonder if they go with that. I know Hauser pitched against the Cubs on Sunday, so Thursday would probably be pushing it on short rest. I don't think that they want to do that. They may go with a bullpen day kind of day. So uh, that's the question. Uh, I am also uh, – we're chalk here. We're all going. I'm going with the Milwaukee Brewers on this. I just think that the Arizona Diamondbacks petered out too too late on this um, because he uh, uh, he hasn't been – oh, well, here's, here's a comment for you uh, – Ryan Kirking hasn't pitched enough innings. His slider is for real. So that's another name to watch. If the will, Brewers... I'll, make, I'll make a comment on that. Kirkring was right behind Uribe as far as relief pitchers. His slider graded out, I think, at like a 176. And uh, Uribe's was like a 191. But I also watched Ryan Kirkring pitch at South Florida and wrote a report on him. Just His slider is unreal. It's unhittable when it's on. Love the Parker, you know. Yeah. So Joe says, if the Brewers make it out of that first series, they become my favorite dark horse to run the table. I hope not. Uh, I do think that they will rally. (laughs) I do think that they rally behind Craig Council. Craig Council in his final season under contract right now could be in a new uniform. Uh, That's right. I got to do this. I got to change the hats. Um, But uh, yeah, it's... I, I don't think that that Diamondbacks team has much left in the tank and they're throwing Brandon Fott in game one. So you could be behind the eight ball from throwing Fott in game one. That's how they got yeah. it. It's, it's Fott, Gallon, and then Merrill so, Kelly. 
at the time I made this graphic, they hadn't announced Game 2 or Game 3. Uh, the Brewers still don't have a Game 2 or Game 3. But, uh, yeah, Fott will go first. So here's the first three series. The first series, Texas at Tampa. All three games would be at 3.08 Eastern. Um, that would be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And also for Toronto and Minnesota, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Game 1, 2, and 3 all at the same time, 4.38 and then the Diamondbacks and Brewers, the nightcap for an East Coast, that's 7.08. And then the fourth series, Miami at Philadelphia. Uh, these were the only two teams that had both their starters announced for games one and two. So who is your pick, Wesley? This one was a tough one for me, uh, truthfully, because I don't have much confidence in Aaron Nola. Ooh. He's... He just hasn't been great this year. I don't know, man. He gives up a lot of hard contact. He's given up a lot of home runs this year. But, you know, Wheeler in game one, Nola, Nola game two, I don't know who they'll go with in game three. Truthfully, it, it might be a, a Christopher Sanchez. I'm, I don't know. Um, but... This one was real tough for me, man, but I, it's just hard for me to bet against the Phillies lineup. I mean, there are so many superstars on that team, and they've been here. They went to the World Series last year. They're the hottest team coming in right now. It, it's hard for me to bet against them. Um, but, look, I, I got to give credit to, to Kim Ng, and we talked about the Yankees a little bit, and we go a little bit off track here. Three years ago, the Marlins were the laughing stock of baseball. Kim Ng takes over, leaves the Yankees, by the way. And you see what happened to the Yankees once she left. And now that she's in Miami, Hey man, shout out to it. Like love that. But I, I, I got to go with Phillies here, man. It's just very hard to bet against them in, in their lineup. Yeah. I got to agree with you there, Wes. Uh, if Sandy Alcantara and Yuri Perez were healthy, this would be a much more exciting series. That would Definitely. be a three-headed monster of Sandy, Yuri, and Jesus Azardo. I mentioned it, yep. uh, I think, son, uh, on the Power Rankings episode to Brandon. Jesus Azardo would have had like a 15-win season if they had shored up their bullpen, which has been a mess all year. They traded for David Robertson. He didn't work out. Um, but you see Jesus Azardo starting game one versus Zach Wheeler. That's going to be a pitching duel right there. Um, but I think the, bull the Philly bullpen and rotation is deeper. Um, and they're going to come out on top. Yeah, uh, you've already said it, Michael. The the Marlins, I think, probably would have had the two best pitchers probably in this series if they had been healthy. But uh, Wheeler is going to be the best pitcher in this series, and Aaron Nola had one of his worst series uh, seasons of his career. Not great. Um, but the Phillies, that offense is yeah. wrecking it. And – I will say, too, the Miami bullpen has had some struggles down the stretch. I mean, Robertson, you know, Tanner Scott, um, A.J. Puck, I mean, they've struggled pretty pretty mightily. Meanwhile, the, the Phillies, uh, I think it was Joe that mentioned Orion Kirkring. This dude is nasty. Um, I, I mean, that was Dave, but yes. Dave that mentioned it, yeah. Man, oh, Kirkring's nasty. I mean, they, they just have some weapons in their bullpen that are really going to matter, you know, game two, game three, when it comes down to it. Yeah, the Phillies have the fourth best ERA in the month of September. The Marlins have the fifth worst at a 5-1-6 ERA uh, going in. And, uh, I mean, the Phillies teams, we already talked about it. They 
they've been there. They went to the World Series last year. Bryce Harper has been one of the best players, if not the best player in the second half. Uh, between him, Mookie, Acuna, and Seiya Suzuki, ironically, uh, all having the four highest OPSs and uh, war through the final parts of the season. Uh, it's hard for me to go against the Phillies, especially against lefties. They've got an OPS on the season of 780 versus left-handed pitching. So, yeah. Is it is that a first-round sweep? Yeah, well, all of us having the all of us every... have the exact same yes. prediction in all four. That's there's no way we didn't uh, so, talk about this beforehand. So Dave says Wheeler wins, Nola loses, Rangers win, a Ranger Rangers win. Wars. So he, yeah, so I wonder if they'll go with him or is Taiwan Walker healthy? He's been their three all year, and that's who they signed to basically be the three. Um, <laughs> deeper pitching, superior offense, Philly. Bleh. <laughs> and here's another one from Dave Edwards. As long as Kimbrel never pitches, yeah, Craig Kimbrel, uh, man, he's he roller coaster out of a year, man. Yeah, his arm's dead. He said. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Phillies. I don't have a Phillies hat. I haven't been to Citizens Bank yet, so I don't have their hat. I was gonna joke and pull out the old Marlins hat, but throwing that away. The Marlins are out. So are the Texas Rangers. So moving on. Careful, Brandon. There's a lot of bourbon behind you. I've thrown them off to the side. Uh, so moving on, uh, I'm going to put the Barrels and Barrels hat right back on, and you can always go grab that on our website, or not our website, but our Linktree website uh, on our Instagram page. So we're heading on into the ALDS, Minnesota versus Houston. That is what all four of us have. Who do you have, Wes, in that in that round of the series? Man, I got Minnesota. I, I mean, I do. I, I hate to say it. Um, I, I trust Verlander. Um, I trust Framber Valdez a little bit. He, he's also had the tendency to give up some home runs outside of those two guys. I don't know who I trust for the you don't like your boy Hunter Brown. You don't like no. your boy Hunter Brown? No, I, I couldn't even start him in fantasy, man. I had to bench him like for the last three weeks. He, Oh, he was not good. He, he hit a, he hit a wall, right? Like he had an innings limit and you, you could tell. Like yeah. Their bullpen is just kind of average. They don't really have the horses. I mean, they got like someone like with Brian Abreu that can come in and give you three, four innings in the scenario where there is a blow up in the first or second inning. But I don't know. Houston just doesn't give me much confidence. They, they've been playing well. They have a great offense. But right now, Minnesota has the offense to match them. And I got more confidence in Minnesota's rotation and bullpen. And I, that, that, that's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Michael, I think Minnesota is this year's Philly. They have put together a good team, but they're not quite there yet. I think Houston. I think Verlander and Framber uh, can take Game One and Two from them, and that's not even their strength. Their strength is their offense. As long as Otuve and Bregman are hot, you know Alvarez is going to pimp one out in uh, in Minute Maid Park there onto the railroad tracks. Um, Opposite field. Opposite field. Opposite right. field. Opposite field, baby. He he will pimp one out there like he like he uh, is able to. But uh, I'm not even counting on Verlander and Frambert. I'm counting on the Astros' offense to take it over Minnesota and Houston advances to the NL to the ALCS. 
to the ALCS. He has the Houston Astros. This one was a tough one for me. Um, the Houston Astros just kind of came up and pulled the rug out from everybody and took that two seed uh, where they almost had they lost one of the games versus Seattle uh, earlier in the week. They wouldn't even be in the playoffs right now because they'd be tied with Seattle and Seattle had the tiebreaker. So they were one game out of making the playoffs. They sneak in. Dusty Baker's continuously getting this team deep into the playoffs. I'm just... Maybe it's I, – I picked the Astros to win it all last year, and they ended up doing it. I just don't see it this year. Not often do you have a team make it back-to-back years into the World Series. Fatigue does become an issue. Uh, Verlander's old. I do trust him, though. Um, you've got Framber. And then from there, there's question mark, right? Is Javier back? Um, is he going to be the three? No. Uh, Hunter Brown? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, if if they have to go with a guy, it'll probably be him. Um as their game three guy, but uh, the one one thing uh, that I don't know, that's tough. He hasn't been great. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to, (laughs) Dave, I'm going to go away now before I hear all of you pick the Braves. Uh, Come back, Dave. Come back. Um, yeah, that Astros team just doesn't seem as deep as it was last year. uh, They've got injuries. They just haven't been as effective. Their offense is good. Uh, and the thing that scares me is they will have the rest and they will be able to set their rotation and Minnesota is going to be battling uh, potentially a, a three-game series versus Toronto. Who knows? Um, but they've got the deeper rotation in my mind and p- pitching wins and pitching continues to win. Uh, but I think it's going to be Minnesota. That's who I'm going with in my bracket on that side of the bracket. And Minnesota heads on to the ALCS. So the Minnesota Twins, where's that hat? There we go. So Astros, see ya. so the other side of that al bracket the tampa bay rays and the baltimore orioles the baltimore orioles have been the best team in the american league pretty much since june uh since passing tampa bay or whenever it was maybe it was in july but since then outside of being tied towards the end of the season they've kind of controlled that al east al east matchup here wes thoughts tough one um i i I got Baltimore for a couple reasons. One, I think Kyle Bradish has been the best pitcher in baseball, like the second half that basically nobody knows about. Um, and I think Grayson Rodriguez is finally coming into his own as far as being a true ace. Uh, love their bullpen. I think they have some real weapons there. I think DL Hall is finally kind of commanding his stuff. Um, Cano has taken the reins as the closer. Um, love, I just love their entire team. I mean, like, I, I honestly don't see any weaknesses. So the only thing I can say is that they're just not that experienced in the playoffs because they have a real young team. So I think that's the only thing the Rays really have over the the Orioles. But, man, I, they just have such a good offense that I feel like can score on anybody. And I think that's that's going to kind of carry them through. And I would love to be in Camden Yards for a playoff game. That's a dream. Somebody fly me there. I'll be Birdland. Birdland. So Wes is going with the Baltimore Orioles on the ALCS side of things. Michael Burns, who do you have? Tampa or Baltimore? I've got. I'm with Wes there. I've got Baltimore coming into it strong. Um, the offense is going to just carry themselves. Carry them all the way um, to the ALCS. 
Um, I think Tampa Bay's rotation will be petered out by then. The bullpen, um, the, the, the Baltimore has three or four lefties in their bullpen that can just dominate. Not, I think Felix Bautista was one of their few righties, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, but Gunnar Henderson is going to get hot at the right time, and C- Cedric Mullins has been around for the bad teams. He's going, but he's going to be part of this team that's going to uh, head to the uh, ALCS. And I'm going to make that a clean sweep. I have Baltimore moving on. So there we go. Baltimore hat. There we go. Let's get that going. Tampa Bay, you're done. Uh, you brought it up. Wes, Kyle Bradish, 2.34 ERA, second best in baseball amongst qualified pitchers in the second half, only behind the NL Cy Young winning Blake Snell, most likely. He had a better ERA than Garrett Cole. Uh, on top of that, Grayson Rodriguez finished fifth, third best in the AL. And then if you go all the way down to 17th, Dean Kramer was the 17th best in baseball in the second half at a 3-2-5 ERA. We've been crapping on their pitching rotation, me and Michael have at least, for uh, the last couple of months of the season. Thank you, ELC, for joining in. Um, But, I mean, that Baltimore team continues to just win, 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 win. You mentioned that there's no real weakness on that team except the fact that they're not experienced. But if you look at that manager, Brandon Hyde, He's been on experienced teams. He was the bench coach of the Cubs when they won the World Series in 2016. He's been there. He's done that. Look at what Davey Martinez did with that Nationals team in 2019 in a similar position. Well, I guess Davey was the bench coach. Hyde was the first base coach and then took over the bench coach afterwards. But he was the But they've been there. He's been there. He understands how to win. Um, the, The players are young, and sometimes that works, right? You have young players, and it's almost one of those, like, ignorant kind of things they don't know what they don't know and it's one of those where they don't maybe know the pressure because they don't have to feel it they're too young to feel it yeah i can see that i can see that just come through a system where all they know is winning that's what they try to teach at every single level you see i'm just using the cubs as an example the cubs single a one won it last year they're double a one it this year and that you just teach these kids winning ways yeah. And that's what Baltimore has right now. Winning organizations. So that is our AL side of the bracket. We will get to the ALCS here in a second. Let's head on over to the NLDS, the Dodgers and the Brewers. That's our consensus between all three of us. I think you kind of already gave it away, Wes. Did that change your thoughts with the Woodruff news, or are you still sticking with the Dodgers? Yeah, I'm, I'm still sticking with the Dodgers. I mean, the, the Brewers. Oh, um, I am. Excuse me. I am. Whoa! <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. No, I, uh, I, I got the Dodgers, man. I oh. like. I originally you gotta rewrite went this down. That. Ah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I originally going into that matchup, you know, I was thinking, all right, Kershaw and Burns game one, right? Presumably, assume the Dodgers are going to take that. May not even be Burns because he's pitching in game one. So if he's uh, pitching Saturday, it could be. Right, he might not, right? Yeah. Who else do the Dodgers have that you trust? Pepio or Miller or Yarbrough? Lance Lynn? You don't trust Lance Lynn? No, I I don't. No, the back end of their bullpen is very strong, you know, between Evan Phillips and Bruce Gratterall. You know, love those guys, and they have a great offense. But man, like in that matchup, I originally had Burns, Peralta, and Woodruff, and I'm like, that's tough to go against those guys. That might be the best three in baseball. 
I don't know. Did you see Mikey's ERA this year? Uh, that Burns wasn't the best, but oh, sorry. We're talking about different Burns. <laughs> you going so, to my senior league stats here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many home runs did you give up? Zero. Yeah, okay. How many did they give up in the entire league? Probably like three total. Um, I was nine. Michael? Mikey? Burnsy? I've got the... I've got the two-headed monster and Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts carrying them into it. Um, I think Clayton Kershaw. Um, I, I, I have confidence in Bobby Miller to get it done. And then Emmett Shaheen could come in, and he's a strikeout machine. I think he could go give you four quality innings and the bullpen just clean it up for him. You got Joe, Joe Kelly, Bruce Starr, Bruce Starr Gratterall. Mm-hmm. Murdered that one, but you know who I was talking about. I just call him Gratterall. <laughs> Gratterall. Caleb Ferguson, um, who's been pretty solid, I believe, at times this year. Um, and Ryan Ryan Brazier came over from the Red Sox. They're, the Dodgers are just making a mockery of everything the Red Sox throw away. Real quick, do you know how many pitchers the Dodgers have on the 60-day IL? Not just the IL in general, the 60-day IL? I can tell you only because I have it pulled up. <laughs> Eight. Eight. Walker Buehler. Blake, Blake Trinan, Gus Farlin, Tyler Sear, Alex Reyes, Daniel Hudson, J.P. Frierson, and Jimmy Nelson. Jimmy Nelson, there's a name. Milwaukee Brewer pitcher. He would probably love yeah. to pitch in this series. Um, uh, yeah, you win the Dodgers. I think this is going to be the lowest scoring series of them all. You have the two best pitchers, uh, two best pitching staffs in the last two months of the season, in August and in September. And when you look at it as a relieving core the dodgers 2.212 era in september the brewers 2.16 two best in baseball when you look all the way back to august 1st the pitching staffs in general the dodgers are in second at 3.29 the brewers are 3.03 so whoever you're throwing out there offense is going to be hard to come by la though in la you've got kershaw who generally isn't the best in the playoffs honestly but right. he's kind of turned that around the last couple of years 2020 um i know we say it doesn't count but he had a pretty decent postseason then he is the ace of that rotation that brewers offense though has been much better in the second half but i'm not going against freddie i'm not going against mookie uh and just the different role players you know the guys that they all traded for that had negative war at the deadline which decided yeah. that they were all of a sudden going to be great players, right? So they continue to plug Coming and play. Uh, Jason Hayward has been better this year. There is some veteran leadership. You've got Outman, uh, whoever you put out there, really. Taylor continues to do it in the playoffs year after year. So whoever it is, the Dodgers seemingly get it done. It's going to be a close series. I think this does go seven, honestly. I would I would say this Ooh. is a seven-game series. And if Woodruff comes back, that may tilt the scales. But I'm also going with the L.A. Dodgers to move on to the NLCS. I will, go. I'm going to put an asterisk next to mine. If that Woodruff, all works. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I filled out two brackets. I, there were no rules to this. Um, if Woodruff pitches in that series, I, I got I to gotta pick the Brewers. But for bracket purposes, I wrote down the Dodgers <laughs> because Woodruff is not pitching. And his pre- press conference today, you know, brought him to tears. It didn't really sound good. No. Um, in the way that counsel said it, you know, uh, he, he basically said he's definitely out for the wild card series. We don't know if he'll pitch in the playoffs at all, is yeah. what he said. So that's doesn't leave much room for hope. 
Good call, Joe. That's going to go five games because it's the NLDS, not the NLCS. So five game series. This wild card series. series is still wild. It's still wild yeah. to have the extra series. Yeah, it's this throwing me off. Normally the second round is always seven games. I forgot to throw this earlier. Diamondbacks, you're gone too. Uh, so we've all pretty much got the same final four, except heading into Maybe. the NLCS. Uh, well, Michael, you've got the Astros, probably the smarter of the three of us. But on the probably biggest matchup, that everybody watching cares about the Phillies versus the Braves. Who do you think is going to win that, Wesley? I think we got something for the Phillies after they put us out last year. I think this All one, right. this one's personal. This one's personal. I, I don't. Uh, where are my hat and glasses at? I should have put hat and glasses on for that. This one's personal. I think the Atlanta Braves are going to uh, take it to the Phillies this year. I think it's our turn. Yeah. The- the, the the Braves, we've talked about the Braves pitching faltering, but Strider's going to come through. Max is going to step up. Is Charlie Morton maybe going to be back for this series? I yeah, don't I think, think he so. can pitch. He can't pitch, though, because he went on oh, the IL. The I think he was on the 15, so he wouldn't be eligible for the first series. I think he'd be eligible to come back for the second series. I could be wrong, but I thought it was last weekend that it happened, and it hasn't it been a full two weeks. So. In order for that to happen, I believe there would have to be an injury in the the roster, and he would be the injury replacement. But oh, I don't worry, they'll find a way. Yeah, I'm sure they will. October seventh um, is the day he's eligible to come off. Yeah, so that would be this upcoming Saturday, Saturday which Saturday. would be series the second series. Oh, so he would be eligible. Yeah. yeah. So sorry, I'm still thinking that the next three days. Uh, yeah, he'll be eligible. He'll but even that, even there, you've got Bryce Elder, who is, who you kept thinking would peter off towards the end of the year, and the dude never did. Uh, uh, I've got, a, I've got question. Atlanta moving on. Go ahead, Wes. What were you saying? Uh, was it retroactive? No, it. I don't believe it was retroactive because he got hurt and then. They put him on the IL right away. But if it's October 7th, he'll be fine to pitch in game three. If he's healthy, that's the thing. Is he going to be healthy um, when he comes back? Uh, and that's going to be – that's the thing. There's no rationale for it being outside the revenge factor. The Braves will – oh, sorry. I'm reading it, but I should just pop it up on the screens. The Braves definitely going to want this series badly. I just don't, don't know about the pitching. You mentioned it at the top of the show. Um, that pitching has not been the best in, in the second – half of the season they've been one of the worst pitching staffs especially in the month of september now obviously they weren't playing for as much in the month of september but between august and september they had the 20th best era in baseball makes it the 11th worst and then when you look at the uh, the rotation it's just been hit or miss now the bullpen is a question mark they had the fourth worst bullpen era in the month of september again september stats in a team where you already kind of locked it up and you could play loosey-goosey for the last couple of weeks, sure, but they don't that's the that's the thing. It's a lot it's of not a light switch, hype. man. Like right. you can't just you can't just turn it on. Even even those players who are the best in the world at what they do, it's so hard to just turn the light switch on and, you know, be better. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, it, this is going to be another series. I think that goes five. The Braves have home field advantage. I just have a hard time finding that they're going to shut down that Phillies line, lineup. 
So, see you, Braves. I'm going with the Phillies moving on into the NLCS. That Phillies team, I think that they are on a mission to get back to the World Series. They were the team last year that nobody anticipated. They were kind of early, right? Nobody expected it. You got Trey Turner, who's been one of the best players in the second half. You've got Bryce Harper. Kyle Schwarber is Mr. Playoffs. Go look at his playoff career statistics. All he does is hit bombs. Uh, and Dave, who's a huge Philly fan, he says, love it. Um, as far as Nick Castellanos, Mr. Doubles, you look up and down that lineup. It's really good. JTL Rumuto, probably one of the best catchers in the game. Sure, the Braves have the best lineup. And I do think that they have the best team overall, but they're not playing the best right now. The Phillies have turned it on in the month of September, really the last couple of weeks. They have a killer bullpen too. They really, they yeah. really do. Kimbrel, yeah, Soto, Alvarado, Strom, and Sir Anthony Dominguez. And uh, yeah, what, how do you say that guy's last name? Uh, Ket- Orion Kirkering. 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 Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I, I don't think Kimbrel's going to be great, but you don't really need to rely on him. Um, let's be real. All spray fans are ranked. This is a home run machine. <laughs> yeah, th- and that's Go another her. thing. <laughs> Uh, the um, the Phillies can hit the ball out almost as well as the Braves can, at least in the second half. They've got six players who hit 20-plus home runs this year, uh, and Kyle Schwarber with 47. Now, he's not going to hit a single, but he'll hit a home run. Red Denver Redemption, that's what Dave's calling this as well. So I'm the only one on the outlier on that one. Michael, the only outlier on the ALCS. So, Michael, you have Baltimore and Houston. And a recap, Wes and I have Baltimore and Minnesota. So, Wes, you first. Minnesota or Baltimore moving on to the World Series? Yeah, I got Baltimore in that one. Uh, Minnesota, I think, is the Cinderella story this year. But Baltimore is just such a complete team. It's very hard to to bet against them. And look, in the last two weeks, I mean, just their pitching has been phenomenal. I mean, they they have like a two five nine ERA in the last fourteen days in their bullpen and a one seven eight ERA from their starters. And I know Minnesota's offense has been hot. Um, I think that's going to carry them through to the championship series, but very hard for me to bet against Baltimore. Um, I think they are truly one of three or four complete teams uh, in the MLB. Yeah, uh, I kind of agree with you there. I had the same matchup, Baltimore and Minnesota. I think this is where the Minnesota luck runs out. The Baltimore Orioles probably going to have the the better rotation, um, at least rest-wise, by the, the third round of the playoffs. I think offensively they're going to have probably the most consistent lineup. And that bullpen, I think, is much better than Minnesota's. Minnesota was in the worst division in baseball this year. Now, that's not a knock on them, but they just probably haven't played as much high leverage. There's another thing we talked about earlier is the uh, the fact that there's not a whole lot of experience there either, right? Um, they've got some guys like Carlos Correa, who's been there. He's done that. But it's not generally a team that you're like, oh, yeah, these are big playoff guys like Pablo Lopez. No. Yeah. You've got Sonny Gray. Not really. I don't think he's really played in the playoffs outside of when he was in Cincinnati, right? Didn't he pitch much with the Yankees in the playoffs? Um, Oakland, he didn't no. make a ton of playoff noise I there. I think they made the playoffs one year while he was in Oakland. So I'm also going to go with the Baltimore Orioles. So Minnesota Twins, see ya. Crash. Michael Burns, Baltimore or Houston? Who do you have moving on? I, I'm going against you guys. Baltimore's not advancing. I've got Houston with the experience and their offense 
and moving on. Uh, your, I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, Jeremy Pena, Brantley, Chase McCormick's been hot. Yoran Alvarez. Uh, freaking! I didn't even mention Kyle Tucker this whole time. Kyle Tucker, most sneaky. underrated player in baseball. Right. I haven't even mentioned him this entire time. Um, I think the offense is going to carry them. I, I think they didn't get that last year out of Altuve and Bregman um, in the last year, two years. Um, I think they're they're finally going to put it all together. Justin Verlander is is going to carry them. Framber is going to give them a quality start, and I think they're moving on to the World Series again for the third year in a row. Uh, I said I see what you're doing there because every team that Michael picked last year ended up losing whatever series that he picked <laughs> them for. So uh, I see wrong. exactly what you're doing there. And just to pop up a comment, Dave says, Kirkering in the seventh, Trevor Hoffman in the eighth because he came out of retirement, and then Jose Alvarado in the ninth inning. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, not Trevor Hoffman, <laughs> but I wanted to get that in there. Uh, so heading on over to the NL side of things, uh, you we all have the Dodgers, and then uh, you both picked Atlanta. I had Philly, so we'll let you both go. LA Dodgers versus Atlanta, the two best teams in the National League so far in 2023. Who do you have in the battle of... The one and two seeds, gentlemen. Go ahead, Burns. I think it's pretty nice. I've I've got Atlanta moving on. What you see that Atlanta can do, uh, LA may have a two-headed monster, uh, two AL, two MVP candidates in Mookie and Freddie, um, but I don't know that the rotation can can handle a seven-game series like the Braves may be built. Um, I've got Atlanta beating LA, moving on to the World Series. So, so you have an Atlanta and Baltimore series, uh, Mr. West. And, and no, and then Mr. Burns, Mr. Burns, as Atlanta versus Houston. And like I told you already, I think it's uh, a team that wants wants it more than they did last year. The Philadelphia Phillies, they're moving on for me. Um, nothing other than the fact that. They're playing really well right now. The Dodgers were the best team in the second half of baseball amongst every team in baseball. I do think that their pitching staff scares me starting-wise. The Phillies got some questions there. Uh, right after Lorenzen threw the no-hitter, he wasn't really great. Uh, he had Sanchez, oh, not Sanchez, Ranger Suarez, who, yeah, he was good in the playoffs though last year. He was a pretty good pitcher. He helped them win. You've got Taiwan Walker, who supposedly should be bringing you some depth. But if Nola gets back to Nola, You've got a true one-two in that rotation, and I think that speaks more than what the Dodgers can say, especially once you get past Kershaw. And if Kershaw Kershaw is in the playoffs, I don't know what you got. So I'm going to go with the team that I think has the better lineup as well, the Philadelphia Phillies. So my matchup, Baltimore versus the Phillies. Wes, you're Baltimore versus Atlanta, and Michael, Houston versus Atlanta. Wes, I'm assuming, I think I know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> I had I to wear the to I had to wear the shirt for 2021 <laughs> just because like 2023, you know, we're going to I think we're starting a dynasty here. I feel like we're going to go, you know, like the the Giants did every odd year, we're going to start winning championships. No, I truthfully even as a Braves fan being biased and the homer pick, it is so difficult for me to like Put all of that aside and not pick the Braves. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's just difficult for me to 
other than the bullpen, which has not been great, right? We I know those are that's that's the weakness. Um, but the Braves have been there. They have the experience. Um, they have, like Burns said, the Dodgers have two MVP candidates. The Braves also have two MVP candidates. Um, Ozuna hit 40 home runs this year. You know, I um, in today's world and in, in, in the game of baseball where the environment is so offensive, I think the Braves have the best offense. And ultimately, that's what I based my decision off of was the two best offenses, Baltimore and Atlanta, because any ace can go out there on any given day and give up eight earned runs, which we saw throughout the entire season. Mm -hmm. So I cannot say that that won't be happening in the playoffs. Just because we're in the playoffs doesn't mean they're going to stop giving up runs. So I said, you know, my bold prediction was we were going to score more runs in this playoff than any other playoff in the last 20 years. And I truly think that's going to be because Atlanta has the offense that it does. It's a historic offense. Baltimore is right there with them, not far behind. Minnesota's pretty hot. They're going to score a lot of runs. So I think this is just going to be an offensive playoffs. And I think the Braves have the best offense. And what's your tiebreaker then? As far as runs scored in the world series, originally, yeah. originally I wrote down 120 and I was like, eh. So, <laughs> in a seven uh, game no. series, 120 runs. <laughs> Jesus. No. Um, seven game series, I, I went like 57. 57. So, Atlanta Braves and 57 for Wes. Michael, who do you have? Houston or Atlanta? This be a rematch of always oh, doing it. Lee Corso. Oh. Okay, I've got a question for you. I got a question. Is Dan Howard holding a gun to you off camera right now? <laughs> <laughs> Blink twice if you're okay. <laughs> no, the Atlanta's, I mean, Ronald Frick and Acuna, the only player to do 70 40. If a guy gets a single, steal second, Ozzy Albies hits him in. If not, you got Austin Riley hitting him in. Him. If not, you got Marcelo Zuna hitting a bomb for him. The team is just scary and scary fast as well. Those singles and the doubles. I don't know that pitchers can handle that kind of fire from the lineup one through nine. Um, every single bat is just scary. You don't get a break like, oh, all right, this guy is not a power monster. He's more of a contact machine. No, every freaking guy is going to put a ball over the wall against you. And that's why I, I don't think any other team has that. And, ESPN is right to go through the article of their playoff preview and say, why can this team beat Atlanta? And to mention Atlanta every time, it's because they're such a powerhouse on offense. Strider will figure it out. Freed will come back. They've got Freed, Morton, Elder, um, Strider. And then Kyle, Kyle writes nothing to Moffat. He had a great year last year. Injury riddled this year, but I'm sure he could give you three innings if needed. Well, good thing is he doesn't have as many innings on his arm this year too, right? So right. a little fresher. So sometimes I've, plays I've well. Been, like Wes just said, the Giants of the 2010s, it's it's on instead of even years, it's on odd years. This is a rematch of the 2021 World Series, and the Braves take it from the Astros again. Wow. Uh, so Michael just put the kibosh on the Braves. Uh, that's what we're going. <laughs> all over my microphone. <laughs> um, no, I I totally agree. I mean, you go Acuna, Albies, Riley, Olsen, 
Ozuna. I didn't even mention Olsen. The dude has how many home runs? I didn't even 54, mention Olsen. right? 54. 54. I believe Set if you took... RBIs. I think if you took all 54 of his home runs away, the Braves would still lead the league in home runs this year. That's how incredible it was. You got Ozuna, then you got Sean Murphy, and then at shortstop Arcia, who had an all-star season. Uh, who am I forgetting? I mean, you got... Harris, who hit Harris. nine. Rookie of the year last year. He started to hit, I think, seven and eight this past week. But yeah, he, he's Eddie Rosario, who was a, a World Series um, hero and playoff hero in 2021. So you look across that entire team, sure. You have, and every time that they steal a base or hit a home run, they're going to pause the game, have a video montage of that player, and it's going to just really throw off the pitcher for the other team. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, you said 40-70. It was actually 40-71. and 71. I don't know if you know that, Michael, but he also stole the base and <laughs> took the base. They did a 15-minute montage. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, maybe a little bitter here or there or not. So you both have the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series. I'm going with a team from their same division. I already had them knock out the Braves in the uh, in the NLDS, and that was the Philadelphia Phillies, and that's who I have winning the World Series this year over the Baltimore Orioles. Um, better experienced team. I think the Baltimore Orioles finally run out of gas. Like I said, they're the kind of team that they have that um, uh, that ignorance, but I think when it comes to crunch time, the Phillies are going to be able to pull on the fact that we've been here. We've done this. Um, who knows? It could be another 20, uh, 2010, 2011 Texas Rangers. Who knows? Or was it 11 and 12? I don't remember what it was, but I know that the Rangers went back-to-back years, and I know they lost to the Cardinals in 2011. Uh, but this this Phillies team was built for this time of the year, right? That's why they went out and got Trey Turner. Uh, that's why they went out and got those additional rotational arms with Taiwan Walker uh, when Ranger was your number three coming into the season. Now he's potentially your number four or your five. I mean, you could be going with your three, but you've got Taiwan, you've got Michael Lorenzen, you've got a deep rotation. Uh, that lineup, it's not as scary as Atlanta, but I think that by the time a lot of these Baltimore pitchers haven't pitched this deep into a season before, right? So where's the attrition come there? Grayson Rodriguez, I don't think he's made it past, what, 150 innings in his career. We're talking Dean Kramer. The only one who had uh, is Jack Flaherty. And is he even in the rotation anymore, right? He's so, not. Bullpen, right. so. Uh, you've got John John Means who just came back, who's going to give you a fresher arm, but he's coming off Tommy John, I believe, right? Didn't he miss the last year and a half with Tommy John? He did. Sometimes you're controlled there. So uh, Baltimore has the best, um, I think, overall team but by that point in time i'm predicting that they're just going to hit a wall and they're just going to finally fall flat uh i may need to change my total runs i went with 38 but that's because i think it's more so not going to be a six or seven game series i think maybe a five game series possibly a six uh but i think philly comes out on top and i'm going to go with the philadelphia phillies as my world series champs so I don't have a Philly pet. We're going to find one of those soon, but I got to get it out. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm about 45 minutes from the Philly spring training. I'll send, I'll send you a Philly hat. Okay. I'm if sure they win the be, world series. if they win the world series. All right. I'll hold you up on that. My thing is I buy a hat at every stadium I go to. That's why I've got like 20 uh, 30 hats. So, uh, and I so got to go get the Orioles new logo. I've got one more bold prediction for you guys. All righty. Let's hear it. If the Orioles do make it to the ALCS, Jackson Holiday will make his MLB debut in the <laughs> I was, playoffs. I was waiting. I was waiting for it. He will. Be, he will be the fourth player ever to make his MLB debut 
during the playoffs. And in the World Series, he'll be playing then. And the World Series will be playing then. If he well, you wouldn't. You, you not for me, but for for your right. brackets. Right. Wow, that's a bold prediction for sure. Um, okay, real off the cuff here. Who is going to be the World Series MVP then? You both have the Atlanta Braves winning it, obviously. Uh, it's most likely going to be an Atlanta Brave. Um, or I know we don't really give off playoffs. Okay, so NLCS and ALCS players, they give those out those awards. But overall, who do you think would be the most outstanding player in the playoffs? Is it going to be Ronald? Ronald McDonald, baby. Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. He's electric. I, I think he probably, I mean, he's going to do what he does. Um, he didn't get to play in 2021. This is his year. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough for me to go against him, but also I could I could see Riley getting hot. I could see Olsen getting hot. Man, I, that's tough. Um, I, could, I I would I would be have have Matt Olsen as a close second. The dude is dangerous right now. It seems like if you hang one over the inside part of the plate there, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm going to be honest. I think I might go with Max Freed if he's healthy. Right. Something about his demeanor, man, in the playoffs is just he refuses to get beat. I don't know. It's just his demeanor is on the mound when he's in the playoffs is next level, assuming the blister isn't bothering him. Yeah. Um, but, with, yeah. With what you just said there, I want to ask Michael, does Max Freed kind of remind you of Kyle Hendricks in a way? Uh, uh, in what it, way? Just his, de- his demeanor on the field, right? Like, oh, doesn't... just the prof- the professor, the... calm, cool, collected. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's nothing seems where... to phase him. Yes, that's it. Uh, I can I can get you there. All right, here's a good question from a viewer, um, Joe Campbell. We've talked to him a couple times tonight. He says, "Name a player that each team in the playoffs needs to click in order to make a run." Um, that's a great question. So let's just start with the uh, the AL in Toronto. Um, I'm going to probably say it's got to be Vlad, right? Vlad has been the guy who has been disappointing all year, but that's a guy who would have won MVP if it wasn't for some guy named Shohei Otani a couple of years ago um, and has that pedigree. If he clicks, I think that offense is in good shape in that playoff series, but it's going to need him to, to really be the guy who stands up and kind of puts his name on the stage finally, right? Like stands up and on the biggest stage has his biggest moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm with you there. Vlad, Vlad needs to step up, be the guy that they thought they were getting all year. Uh, I'm with you. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Yeah. I think it's easy to like, look at Bo Bichette because Bichette is their guy right now, Mm -hmm. but we've been waiting for Vlad to kind of, break out of the slump all year right and they've been pretty good all year but without vlad being that mvp caliber i just don't know that they go very far um so yeah i gotta agree with you Uh, i think their best player is kevin gossman and Mm -hmm. and he's gonna he's gonna do well overall but they don't he's gonna come around they need vlad to come around yeah uh number five texas rangers michael do you have a a guy on the Rangers that you think needs to to step up or um, really just... So I mentioned Adelise Garcia. I mentioned Evan Carter. Um, Corey Seager. If Corey Seager can be Corey Seager that they've been getting all year, and that's 
he's an MVP caliber type player. He, he's pretty close to Shohei and he'll get MVP votes. Um, if, if Corey Seager can be a weapon in that offense every time he comes up, I think te- Texas could uh, succeed. For, for me, I'm going to go a little a little differently. It kind of seems like Adolis Garcia is the guy that somehow just ignites that lineup. Like Corey Seager does what he does, and you get what you expect from him. But whenever Adolis Garcia is going, the Rangers yeah. score 15 runs a game. And, mm-hmm. you know, when, when he gets going, that offense is just scary. Um, so for me, I, I think it's going to be it's going to be a dolus. Yeah, good call. Uh, that was going to be my pick, but for sense of let's mix it up a little bit. I totally agree. Adolis was the guy who really just pumped up that lineup, hit the big home runs, and when they were rocking, he was at the best. He led the league with RBIs for the first half of the season, I believe. So a stud there. I'm going to go into the pitching staff because that's the one thing I think that they are in the most trouble for. Um, the easy answer would probably be Chapman, right? Because he has been terrible. But I'm going to go with an off-the-cuff name, and that's John Gray. Um, he was drafted number two overall, or three overall. Three. Three, three. right behind Chris Bryant. Rockies, yeah. Um, yeah. To the Rockies. Supposed to be an ace when you're drafted number three overall. He has not really pitched like that in his career. He had some good spurts this year with Texas. If Texas is going to make a run, they're going to need some starting pitching. Jordan Montgomery, Nathan Avaldi. If Scherzer comes back, which probably doubtful, but uh, then Gray. Gray's going to be the guy that's going to have to anchor that team. Ivaldi, possibly. Ivaldi's done it before, though. We've seen him do it. We've never seen Gray do it before. So that's going to be a guy that needs to click in order for, I think, Texas to make a run. Yeah, got it. <laughs> yeah, Ethan and his boy Ad- Adonis Garcia. Adonis Garcia. <laughs> for a dollar. <laughs> Uh, so let's go with the number four, Tampa Bay race. Who's the, uh, the guy that you think needs to step up? Wes. Wander Franco. <laughs> oh, sorry. Excuse me. Uh, the, the great honestly, that's a, that's a tough one, man. Cause it just is all over the place for them. But I think their lineup just kind of, kind of do what it does. But uh, Randy Rose arena is their spark plug. Um, when he gets going, Man, they're pretty hard to beat. Uh, so for me, it's it's Randy. Bring out the Mexican hat. Bring out the cowboy boots, man. Put it on. Win a series, and give me a little bit of this. There it is, Bernsey. So uh, I'm going to go with their only lefty bat outside of Luke Rayleigh. If Luke Rayleigh's healthy, and Brandon Lowe. If Brandon mm-hmm. Lowe can uh, hit some home runs for Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay will keep succeeding. That's another name that I was thinking of was Brandon Lowe. Uh, but again, I'm going to go with the pitching staff. Uh, who, who's their starting pitcher? Right, Zach Eflin. That's going to be the guy that I think needs to click. He's been um, on teams that have gone to the playoffs, that have played in the playoffs. He was part of the Red Sox, wasn't he, I believe? Um, and then ended up with the, the Phillies. Phillies last year, and he came out of the bullpen. So he's got that experience, but now it's his time to kind of lead that team. And if he clicks and becomes uh, the top starting pitcher in that rotation i think that they've got a shot yeah your smiles over there mikey i'm laughing at i'm laughing at ethan and and garcia there (laughs) (laughs) uh okay so number three is the minnesota twins royce lewis 
if 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 his bat goes, they will go. Yeah. They got yeah, the rotation. That's they don't really need to carry on one guy. But if Royce Lewis can come and be healthy, they'll go. I like that pick. Um, that probably would have been my number my number one pick. Uh, but I'll I'll change it up here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Sonny Gray because if they're not winning, Pablo Lopez is really good, but he's likely gonna be matched up with some aces if they go through the playoffs. So it's really gonna be on Sonny Gray in that game two, game three, whenever he does start to have a good outing. And he's been really good all year. The numbers don't really show how good he's actually been. He was a Cy Young candidate for like the last, the first two months, three months of the season. Mm-hmm. So for me, Sonny Gray has got to be got to be good. There were some games this year where he uh, he did have some blowups. Uh, he needs to avoid that if the the Twins want to have any success in the playoffs. I agree with both of those names, but I'm going to go with probably the most obvious name out there, and that is Carlos Correa. This is what you signed him for. This is why you got him. A guy with playoff experience, rookie of the year. He's played and won in a World Series. He's played in the playoffs multiple times. He brings you that experience. He's had a shit year. 230 batting average has not lived up to the contract. This is why you signed him. If the Twins are going to do well, he's going to need to step up and he's going to need to be the leader of that team, which they're paying him for. And he's going to need to be the playoff guy that he can be if they're going to have a shot. Um, so that's that's my thoughts for the Twins. Yeah, I see it. Number two, Houston Astros. Michael, the, how about just their whole offense? Not, not their whole offense. <laughs> let's let's go with Alex Bregman. If Alex Bregman can show up, the dude can be electric. The dude can hit for power. He can hit for average. Um, if Alex Bregman can do both of those, they, he didn't do it in 2021 when they lost to the Braves last time. If Alex Bregman shows up and can win a World Series MVP, maybe the sides will turn a little bit. Wes? I got Justin Verlander. Um, it's the guy you went out and got at the trade deadline. You know, he's the guy that everybody knows who he, who he is, future Hall of Famer. He's been there a ton of times, won a World Series with him. So he's been all over the map this year uh, as far as performance-wise. But his last two starts, I think he's been – pretty good if I remember correctly um, I don't remember if he even gave up an earned run if Justin Verlander isn't Justin Verlander in the playoffs they're going to have a hard time matching up in their game two and game three I totally agree with you there but I'm also going to go to the free agent side of things uh, I would say Yuli Gurriel was kind of the guy who came through at the big moments in the past for the Astros right he always had the big hit the big play they signed Jose Abreu to come in and be Yuli's replacement, and this year just didn't seem to work out, right? He had a rough start. Still wound up hitting 90 RBIs, 18 bombs, but uh, OPS was 679, I believe. Not what you were expecting. He's a veteran. He's played in the playoffs before. Not far. He played with the White Sox, so you can't expect much. But uh, Jose Abreu is going to be my player that I think the Houston Astros needs to click in order for them to make a deep run because you've got the guys who've been there and done that before. You can rely on Altuve, Bregman, um, Jordan, Kyle Tucker, even Chaz uh, McCormick, um, and Jeremy Pena. Didn't he win the World Series MVP last year? Right? Yes, so. Did. Uh, you've got those guys, but it's going to need to be a guy who you sign. And that's, in my mind, Jose Abreu. So that is my, not pick the click, but the guy who needs to click. And then finally, 
the Baltimore Orioles. We already know it's going to be Jackson Holiday for Michael. So, uh, <laughs> Wes, who is who is it for you? <laughs> Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar Henderson. God, that guy's electric, man. If 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 he gets going and he's hitting doubles and home runs, their offense goes. So, I love to watch that guy play. Michael, so, I'll take that and. The the Orioles have the offense, but if they're going to win the close ball games, they need Yenner Cano to be able to close out the ball games. He hasn't been doing it all year. He's maybe not going to be used to these high leverage situations that Felix Bautista was able to manhandle all year. Um, but if Cano can come in and, and secure every save situation that he's put in, the Orioles will succeed. Yeah. Um he was the setup guy coming into the year and then had to take that over when Bautista got shut down. Um, and I don't even know if we told our audience, I believe he's having Tommy John surgery, isn't he? He is. Yep. Yes. Um, so I'm going to go a little off the cuff on this one. Um, what do we say wins in the playoffs, right? Pitching in defense, but also home runs, right? Home runs at big times. You said Gunner. He was tied with another guy on the team for home runs with 28 and that's Santander. They're going to need a big homer and a big moment. And that's going to be the guy who's going to need to hit a ball, a, a long ball at some point in the playoffs in a big moment. And I think if the, he does that or um, comes through in, in a clutch moment, then it's, it's going to be hard to stop that team. Did you name a player? I said Santander. Oh, Santander. Sorry. I missed that. Yeah. I thought you were building up to the moment. <laughs> no. I forgot to mention the player. I, I, I thought I said Anthony Santander. Did I? Sorry. You did. Yeah, you did. You definitely did. Michael's still worried about that wearing was, a Braves jersey with Dan just pointing a gun in his head. Sorry. Go ahead, Wes. <laughs> Sweating. When you said 28 home runs and he tied Gunner, I was like, okay, Santander. And you said Santander. And I think Burns got lost in the ether there. He's like, Jackson Holiday. Jackson, Jackson Holiday. Jackson Holiday. Holiday. He had 28 Jackson home runs Holiday in the minors. <laughs> uh, Yes, so that is going to be my pick. So let's go to the NL real quick. The Arizona Diamondbacks, that sixth seed in the NL. Um, Michael, who do you who do you think's got to be the guy? I mean, Corbin Carroll is the cop out. I think answer there. Uh, let's go with Lourdes Gurriel. Um, I think Alec Thomas. Uh, who did I just mention? I'm blanking on his name. I just said him. Um, uh, Corbin oh Carroll. <laughs> Corbin Carroll and Tommy Your other Pham. man crush. <laughs> yes, I think those three will will do well. I think that fourth guy to create some depth, Lourdes Gurriel, um, will do it for him. Wes, I got Christian Walker. If he can get hot and start hitting some home runs, I, I think um, I think everything else will start clicking for them. I think Corbin Carroll will do what Corbin Carroll does. You know, he's those type athletes just kind of do what they do. Even if they're not hitting the ball, they find a way to, you know, affect the game. But Christian Walker, if he's hitting home runs, Diamondbacks are having a good day. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Christian Walker, I think, is the most underrated first baseman in baseball and uh, doesn't get enough play. He would be one that I would lean towards, um, but I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, Nick Ahmed's going to have to stand up and step up 
Oh, oh I mean, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> sorry, that's up, <laughs> that's up below the belt. Uh, no, it's going to be the guy who's making the game one start for them, and that is Brandon Fart. Uh, Brandon Fart, excuse me. Uh. Uh, yeah, no, I just, I, that's the, that was the joke at the beginning of the season, Wes, is uh, we didn't know exactly how to say his name. So I was like, it just kind of sounds like a fart in it. <laughs> that's how it's spelled. P-F-A-A-D-T. <laughs> it sounds like he farted. Um, so Brandon fought. He's going to be the guy who's got to set the tone, right? He was their number one prospect outside of Corbin Carroll. He was a pitching prospect, their best possible. That was easy for me to say. He was their number one pitching prospect coming into this season he had high regards he struck had most strikeouts in minors last year i believe right right um he didn't live up to the bill in the first half got beat up but now he's turned it around in the second half he's got the biggest game of his career and he's going to need to set the tone in order for them to win a series he's going to have to be the player who comes out and shuts down that brewers team and then ultimately down the road he'd be one of the game two or three starters i think against the Dodgers, so he would have to shut them down as well. So I think it's Brandon Fott. Or really boring Michael. Sorry. <laughs> I must be tired or something. I cannot stop yawning. <laughs> uh, Miami Marlins. Five seed. Five seed. I'll jump right in. Josh Bell. If Josh Bell can be Josh Bell of the first year Pittsburgh Pirates and put some balls over the wall, the Marlins might have a chance. Mm-hmm. Wes? Yeah, for me, uh, we talked about Alcantara is out, uh, Yuri Perez is out, so I, I think Jesus Lozardo kind of has to step up and be that guy, which he's shown flashes of. He's been really good all year. Like Michael said, he should have 15 wins if he didn't have, I don't know, seven blown leads this year. But, yeah, if, if Lozardo is there and he's keeping them in the games, uh, I think they'll have a chance. That's a good pick. Uh, I'm going to be going with Jake Berger, though. Once he came over from Miami, from Chicago, it was him and Bell who were supposed to be the thump in that lineup. Um, and they came in and they helped turn that offense around in the second half. Now, are they the best offense? No. But like I said, when it came to Santander, home runs and timely moments, Jake Berger's got 34 this year. He batted 303 with Miami, an 860 OPS is OPS plus 130. That needs to continue in the playoffs if they're going to have a shot. Um, and if he hits it, and I mean, Jorge Soler is in that lineup. I think he's back to being healthy. Uh, you've got three guys who can hit the ball in the ballpark, and they're probably going to be pitching a burger out of the three of them. Hey, think about it for the Marlins. You put, you know, Luis Arise, and if Soler is back, and top of the first inning, Arise gets on, Soler hits a two-run bomb. He could be 2 nothing in the first pretty easily for the Marlins. And Jazz, right? Jazz can put yeah. the ball out. They've got them some sneaky thump. It's going to be yeah. a good series. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Jake Berger. So, number four, the Philadelphia Phillies. I want to I want to mention a pitcher in Aaron Nola, but I'll go ahead. I'll just say Aaron Nola. I want I was going to mention Trey. I was going to mention Trey Turner. I was going to mention Trey Turner, but I think the offense will carry enough that if Trey Turner doesn't go, the rest of the offense will go. But if Aaron Nola can step up and be a two-headed monster of Zach Wheeler and Nola, they will succeed. That's a good one. Yeah, actually, I, I love that that pick um for me man i i gotta go with the the low-hanging fruit here and say bryce harper because because he's bryce harper and he lives for these moments that is his entire being is 
being there in that moment. I mean, hitting the home run like he did last year to put them into the World Series, like that's yeah, Bryce Harper, dude. If if he's gonna if they're gonna go, he's gotta go. Uh mine is gonna be Reese Hoskins because oh wait, no. Is he gonna come back? Oh, is he gonna man. do the Kyle Schwarber? We talked about it. We talked you, about it. You that was your prediction year. at the beginning of the season. Michael Burns' prediction was the Phillies were gonna win the World Series and that Reese Hoskins was gonna have a Kyle Schwarber moment. Uh I'm gonna go with Alec Bohm. Uh that lineup is deep, but if Alec Bohm is hitting, then you've got six, seven guys who are gonna be hard to get out. Trey Turner, uh, you've got um Real Muto, Castellanos, uh Schwarber. Harper, eh, it's it's a tough lineup, and you start getting production from Bohm. Oof, it's gonna be Bro, Hoskins is facing live pitching this week. That's why I said it. I pulled it up. I I was like, ah, Hoskins might be back. Um, so yeah, wow. Reese Hoskins could be the guy Crazy. that clicks in the end of the playoffs. Think of like an NLCS or a World Series comeback. Um, maybe not playing a bunch of first base, but pinch hitting or. DHing. You can put Bryce at first base if need be. Man, uh, that would be it. But number three, the Milwaukee Brewers. Brandon Woodruff. I'm just kidding. Yeah, go ahead, Brandon go ahead, Woodruff. <sighs> this is a tough one for me. I'll go out there and I'll say Christian Yelich. He's your leader. He's your guy. He's going to be the guy who is, is kind of overlooked, right? Uh, they've had a, other guys step up. Between um, Santana, uh, even the rookies have had great stretches here. Willem Contreras has had a great month of September. Yelich doesn't need to be relied on as much, but you need to rely on him as your veteran. And that's going to be, if the Brewers win, he's going to need to get out. Yeah, I I don't really know, outside of maybe Yelich or, or Domus on the offensive side, who I would turn to for that. I think... For the Brewers, the Brewers' real difference is they have Burns, they have Peralta, who's been incredible in the second half, and they did have Woodruff before today. So for me, I guess it's going to be a guy that whoever their third starter is is going to have to pick up the slack there because I think that's really their only way of tipping the scales. They're certainly not going to make it on the offensive side. Um, I think they're one of the weaker offenses. And so for me, if they're going to win – they're they have to pitch well to get it to the back end of their bullpen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their offense was better in the second half, but they're one of the weaker offenses. Is run scored overall uh, on the season? Where were my notes on that? I had it yesterday. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers run scored seven hundred and twenty-eight. That is the second worst in the playoffs. Only better than the Miami Marlins. <laughs> They're the devil, 666, but uh, in a minus 56 run differential. Yeah. I'm almost uh, there. Michael, did you say a name? Uh, I would just say their two-hole hitter. If their two-hole hitter can perform in William Contreras, they will succeed. Uh, so then we go to the number two team, and that is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Who's going to need to be the player that clicks? Freaking Will Smith because he does it every year. Every freaking year, Will Smith kills us in the playoffs. So I'm going Will Smith. <laughs> I'll go uh, with Bobby Miller. Kershaw can show up if Bobby Miller can show up. That's a two. That's two lefties right there that can put put out some strikeout potential and be. Bobby Miller's a righty. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm looking. He bats say. lefty. Okay, excuse me. He bats I lefty. Like, did so I? I, if, if they I get saying. in a, a situation where they remove the DH and Bob Miller has to bat, they got a lefty <laughs> bat there to come into it. Um, I was but, starting to question okay. my thoughts on it, too. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, uh. <laughs> Sorry. Huh? I, I don't know why they still put the bat on the on the guys who pitch anymore. They don't Hey, bat, Wainwright so. got an at-bat. This year? He did. Yeah, yeah the final series day. this weekend. He got a pinch hit. He didn't get a hit, but he pinch hit on Friday night. Pinch hit. So, but yeah, so Bobby Miller. Bobby Miller can lengthen that short rotation of the Dodgers. And then even, I even throw an honorable mention of Emmett Shaheen. If Emmett Shaheen could give you four solid innings, they will succeed. And then who else are you going to add? Because you've already said Kershaw, Bobby Miller, and then uh, Shaheen. So <laughs> you might as well Bruce just say Lance. <laughs> Lance Lynn, and then maybe Ryan Yarbrough, uh, Pepio possibly as well. <laughs> J.D. Martinez and James Altman. <laughs> so you mentioned J.D. Martinez. He's had a great stretch as of late, but I'm going to go with a guy who started the season off as the April player of the month in the NL, and that's Max Muncy. Um, he's going to be a guy that needs to step up for them uh, because they're going to be trying to pitch around uh, Freddie and Mookie as much as they possibly can. JD's going to be the right-handed hitter that you're going to have to rely on. And I think it's going to have to be Max Muncy from the left side. He's that veteran. He's kind of the Justin Turner of that team. Now that T Turner's gone, uh, the guy who can play all over the field, third, first, second, uh, DH he's a lefty. He's going to need to bring that thump in the playoffs, uh, and hit home runs in big moments for, I think the Dodgers to have a shot because they're, their lineup's just not as deep as it has been in years past. And if Muncie is hot, it extends that lineup deeper and just makes it harder to get outs. So then number one, the Atlanta Braves. I think uh, I'm not going to say Ronald Acuna because he's going to be there and the rest of the offense will be there. But the question mark of the, of the pitching side of things, um, Spencer Strider. Spencer Strider can give you two games to start and just shove it. That's two wins. If Spencer Strider gives you two wins, the Braves will succeed. <laughs> For me, that the only place you can go in the Braves lineup right now to get an out is either Darno or Murphy. So I'm going to say whoever's starting that night behind the plate, whether it's Darno or Murphy, that's really the only, and it's not even a week out. I mean, they're, that's just the weakest link, and that's right. you know, if that's a, still a tough out. So, if those two guys are are firing on all cylinders, man, it's going to be hard to pitch around the Braves' offense. I mean, one through nine. I mean, you got one of those two guys are, are hitting nine, eight, nine. That's tough, regardless of how good the pitcher is. Yeah, I'm. You you mentioned the lineups. Um... And you mentioned Spencer Strider. I'm going to go with the bullpen, which has been probably the weakest length of this team, as you've mentioned multiple times. That's what's given you kind of the agita, right? Like you're, uh, mm -hmm. who's it going to be? Um, I could go with the closer, Iglesias, but I'm going to go with AJ Minter. Um, yeah, Luke Jackson. He, he, <laughs> you should say Luke Jackson. Uh, AJ. <laughs> AJ Minter, he's your here's your setup guy, right? That lefty uh, out of the pen, 
Or is he a righty? No, he's a lefty. He's a lefty, yeah. yeah. And I was just going to say, he bats uh, righty. He bats righty. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he's your lefty reliever. When it comes to higher leverage situations, he had a really rough start to the year, a 9 ERA in August, uh, in April, but kept on getting better and better and better. I think he dealt with some injuries halfway through the season, but he's healthy now. He had a better September, I believe, and he's going to need to have an October of shutdown baseball to get you to Iglesias and not let the game slide away in the ninth, eighth or seventh inning, depending on when he comes in. And if that bullpen gets short up, I don't think they're stopping the Braves, but I think that that's their weak link. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, guys. This is this is fun. Any other thoughts on the postseason? Any other bold predictions? Any other thoughts for our listeners and viewers on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, or Amazon Podcasts, or on YouTube here tonight? Did I mention Jackson Holiday? Yeah, you, that's why your screen's all smudgy. <laughs> Wes? MILB awards were tonight. Oh, and, that's right. Uh, just, you know, I'll give you some Cubs. The Cubs did have two guys that were up for uh, nomination. Uh, Kate Horton did not win Pitching Prospect of the Year, but... Um, the best one I liked was the minor league alter ego names. <laughs> I'll send it to you guys. Really funny. Uh, I'm trying to find the actual winner here. Alter ego names, as in like the the team names, like the, the utter tuggers. Names. Yeah, like ah. the utter tuggers. Yes, the Wisconsin utter utter tuggers was one of them, but the Amarillo Cat Prize was the winner of the alter ego minor league names. Brandon, I think you need to add that hat to your collection. Uh, I'm going to need to. That's <laughs> definitely uh, certain. Uh, I gotta go. Gotta go check him. That's the sod poodles. I'm assuming, right? I believe it is. Yeah, that's yeah. the D-backs Double A affiliate. Yeah, the uh, the Amarillo sod poodles. That's cool. Uh, two kind of miscellaneous thoughts here um, that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I mentioned it. Um, at least I put it out on our Twitter accounts and our Facebook accounts. But time of game this year, two hours and 42 minutes. That is the quickest pace of play since 1984. So I'd say that the pitch clock did its job. Games were faster. There were more runs. There were more. There was more action. Stolen bases were up. Part of that is because of the pitch clock. Part of that is because of the throw over to first base rule. And also bigger bases, I do think, had an impact in that, creating an additional four inches of less running room. But um, faster pace of play. But on top of that, attendance is up 70,000 or oh, 70,747,000. That is the highest since 2017. So that beats 18 and 19, Love which it. were pre COVID seasons. And I just yeah. think that this is going to continue to start going up. Juice ball yeah. era, man. We're, we broke the record from the juice ball era. That's yeah. So nice. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for what's going on with baseball. We're in the playoffs. It's going to be a fun couple of weeks here. So don't forget to, to subscribe here. We just went through our brackets. We gave our predictions. We gave our bold predictions. And this bracket challenge, we're going to be giving away uh, not only some sunglasses, I believe, knock around sunglasses for your favorite team. So comment what your favorite team is. Also, if we can get to 1,000 subscribers, I'll give away a bottle of Weller bourbon. 
special reserve. So oh. if we can get to a thousand subscribers uh, by the end of the world, eh, not by the end of the world series, let's say by the end of this upcoming weekend, because we are only 165 away. If we can get to a thousand subscribers on our Barrels and Barrels podcast YouTube channel, so that's at Barrels, the letter N, Barrels Pod, I'll add as the winning prize uh, a bottle of Weller Special Reserve to our bracket challenge. So all you got to do, you see this graphic, it's up there on your screen. You can find this in our link tree. And if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, and iHeartRadio podcasts, this has to be turned in by the end uh, of the first inning of game one, which would be the Twins and the Toronto Blue Jays. First pitch is 308 Eastern. So you don't have a whole lot of time here, but go download this, send it in to us via email. And that email is scrolling there at the bottom of your screen at or it's barrels and barrels at gmail.com. You must be subscribing to our YouTube channel in order to win. Uh, and also tag your friends on Instagram. This post will be up on Instagram as well. Share this, tag your friends, let us know your favorite team and what team would be the glasses that you would get. Uh, we can send you any one of the 30 teams. So the pretty cool sunglasses. I wish I had a picture here of them. Uh, that is one thing I forgot to do, but, uh, head on over to our YouTube channel. If you haven't done that already, last check, we were at 700 or 835 subscribers. Uh, if we can get to a thousand, I'll throw in a bottle. And that is by this upcoming Sunday, look out for some more, um, baseball talk as we get towards the end of the week is round one will end on Thursday in some series, most likely Wednesday. And uh, we'll have another recap of our bracket and uh, a talk on what happened and what we're expecting as we head on into the weekend. Gents, any final words? Not Look yet, forward to, uh... Look Go forward ahead, to it. Yeah, I look forward to it as well. So don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at Barrels and Barrels Pod. If you're a fan of bourbon and you want more bourbon talk, we've got a bourbon podcast dropping this week. That is at BNB Bourbon on YouTube, and it's going to be on the same channel of Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, and iHeartRadio podcasts where you can stream us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us, barrelsandbarrels at gmail.com, and we're on Twitter, at Barrels and Barrels. You can probably find us a lot more active on Twitter or X throughout the playoffs because it's just an easier go to um uh social media app but thank you for riding along with us for the last hour and 57 minutes it's been fun uh, i'm excited for playoff baseball uh wes you just mentioned that i am as well and michael Bur- michael burns any final words or are you just gonna take us home let's go let's go